Welcome to episode 17 of Control-Alt-Revolt, the podcast. I'm Nick Cole. And I'm Single White Medusa. And we have had a great afternoon lunch. We had some oysters. We had some grilled artichokes. We had some uh, seafood cocktail. You had a champagne. Mm-hmm. Then you had a what? Um, then I had a crisp martini. But it's more of a cocktail kind of drink there. It's very good. It's a girly drink, but it's good. It's a good Men would not get that drink. I mean, they could. Uh, it's in a martini glass, so it doesn't look too effeminate. Would you think less of a man who got that drink? Well, I don't think so. But a lot of men probably wouldn't. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind. It would definitely send a signal. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't bother me, but I think some men would be, like, not comfortable. You know, they might feel a little unmanly. What was your favorite dish? Hmm, I would say, man, the artichoke was pretty great. The artichoke, artichoke. those are Castroville artichokes. So if you don't know, Castroville is the artichoke capital of the world. And Gulfstream Restaurant, um, which is part of the Hillstone Group, which is Houston's and Bandera and R&D Cafe, um, probably the best restaurant chain out there. they only source their artichokes from Castroville, and they're only sort of available through spring. I think they go into summer a little bit. There's an artichoke fat festival. There's an artichoke queen. It's a little north of Monterey, uh, where I was stationed for a little while. And it is they, they are the flat-out best artichokes. And when you sort of parboil them and then brush them with some herbs and butter and then grill them to finish them, that's... When the magic happens. Yeah, and they're like charred kind of on the yeah. on the edge where it's down on the grill or griddle. And then you've got kind of a basil, garlic. Remoulade. Remoulade. Aioli. Aioli. Yeah. Really mayonnaise. <laughs> Aioli. <laughs> you like it when I say that. I do. That's funny. And what were you doing when you were stationed in Monterey? In case anyone doesn't know. Army stuff, sir! But like what specifically? I was learning German. Yeah. Badly. Badly. You were kind of vaguely like talker. Vaguely like talker. Because <laughs> I was studying one language yeah. and he Talker's knows like a, a pro. <laughs> he can he can do all the languages. I know. Yeah. Yeah. He's well, he's a savant. That's the thing. Like Yeah. He shows up to DLI in the books. And he just starts testing through languages, which is something you could do if you knew multiple languages. Mm-hmm. And and they, like, if you read in the first book, it kind of turns into a circus where all the sort of, like, high command and SF shows up. And they just want to see how many languages he can go through. And he can test through a lot of languages because he's, re- he's just, it's just his gift. It's his monkey trick. But he had already learned them in the past. Yeah, he'd right? le- that was yeah. his whole, like. But he also seems to have an affinity for them. Yeah. He's, you know, he's just, he's that kind of person. And that's in the Forgotten Ruin series. I'm sure most people know that. But just in case anyone listening doesn't know that. Who hasn't read Forgotten Ruin? I mean, probably everyone does. Who has not read Forgotten Ruin? (laughs) Just saying. What? Just in case. What rock does that person live under? I know. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, today we thought we would talk about the uh, brilliance of people who are actually already listening to this podcast and, you know, people who want to stay in touch with me and everything like that. Cause I caught a nice little restricted account warning on my Facebook, which is why I kind of formed 
Let's talk off my cords and in deeper, more gruff voice. <laughs> um, I hate it when they say, I never realized that you sound like that. <laughs> uh, so they, uh, at Facebook, they gave me a restricted account warning access because I posted um, that China hit us with a biological weapon and that it was an act of war because you know, basically all the information came out this week that the virus did originate from Wuhan. And so people say, oh, but you can't say that that's an act of war. Yeah, except that one Chinese official did say that China beat us in a biological war. Mm -hmm. But there is Facebook saying, and they, this time they didn't even say like, they didn't give it like a bogus, like, this is false information. Mm -hmm. What they just said is you violated our community standards. And it's like, I don't understand how I violated any standards, Yeah. but this is the common refrain of all of us. Cause we've all, I think we've all been here to some greater or lesser extent. The truth of it is what they should really put to be honest is we don't like what you said. Yeah. We support the other guys because China has said it was a biological warfare weapon. Yeah. Um, it like, you know, and I walked everybody through it before it, it came from a lab it, it hit us directly in the face, full on. They protected themselves and exposed us through criminal intent. It was an attack. Whether you like it or not, it was an attack. And apparently Facebook doesn't like it. And it's weird because you know what? You would think that I have been banned before. I have never been banned on Facebook. I never mm -hmm. have. I think I've been shadow banned. Yeah. I think I've been throttled on all the major things because they don't like what I say. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, like uh, friends of mine, like Brad Torgerson, like he gets banned every other week, you know, and, and, uh, Michael Rothman, who is a subscriber to the podcast, or at least a listener, um, who I know in real life and, and have fun with play games with, he gets banned every other week, but he's Jewish. All the Jews get banned because Jews are the worst people ever, according to all the bigots and anti-Semites, except for the, self, which is like 99%, Jews. huh? The self-hating Jews. Yeah. If you're a self-hating Jew, you know, if, if you're, well, I think, uh, uh, Michael calls those ginos. <laughs> Why was that? Jews so in name only. <laughs> he hates them. So he funny. hates them. But it's kind of funny. The most, some of the most con conservative people I know are Jews, like super red pill Jews. Yeah, there's that, that are just fully. They love America yeah. and they they just hate. The only people I like more than super red pilled Jewish people are super red pilled black people. Mm. Like who are just like, who Pretty are crazier cool than I am with yeah. their like that. I'm like, that. Oh my gosh, you are so much fun. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> like, Oh, you know, I love it. You know, I'm not, I'm not like, they even inspired me to be more red pill, yeah. but like they have more freedom cause they, they're just like, they could just be running amok and having fun out of chaos. Cause they know it's like totally contrary and it drives everybody nuts. But mm -hmm. man, I love those people. Me too. They, they're great. They're so they are heroes. They're, they're actual heroes, not like teachers who are yeah. scumbags. Yeah. Um, and, and movie theater workers, they're scumbags too, except the nice ones. But the weird thing about your shadow, or I mean, not your shadow ban, your actual, um, warning that you got from Facebook today, it did put a screenshot and it was very specifically mm -hmm. about a post yeah. that yeah. you talked about that, it, uh, the, the virus came from the Wuhan lab yeah. basically. Right. But then the weird thing was that you just got that this morning. Mm -hmm. And then like an hour or two later, I happened to see a news alert yep. from something on my telegram. I forget what, you know, I just saw an alert come up that now that the leftists are kind of getting on board with 
uh, looking into the fact that it started from the Wuhan lab, Facebook is no longer going to be, um, you know, throttling or banning posts about that. And I'm like, well, why did Nick just get just get that banned today then? That's weird. Because I'm pro like that. Yeah. But it just shows like, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's in flux, but it, I think what bothered me, and I, I took screenshots of the whole thing because you have to run through this menu of, you know, asking you to think about your crimes <laughs> and is there anything, and I I just photocapped it all, so I'm gonna post that in the actual thing, and then you guys can look at it and. I don't know if anybody's ever been shadow banned before. You can kind of tell me or whatever it is, uh, restricted access. You can kind of tell me what to do, but I, I think like this is indicative of what's to come. The, um, the gloves are going to come off. And the reason I made the Substack account and everything here is so that I can stay in touch with everybody. When I finally do get kicked off the, the Island that is Facebook and I fail survivor social media survivor. Mm -hmm. So hats off to you for staying in touch with me here. I love our comments and our discussions and everything that's going on. Uh, yesterday we got a great rabbit hole from Sparky to go down with the Promis system. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to get into that. Yeah. That seems really interesting. That's where you want to go, right? I definitely do. And I want to kind of look into maybe reading that Brad Thor book, except did you tell me he was like, and I can't remember. He was a never, Trumper. He, a never Trumper. he went, That's he went crazy. Never said, Trumper. Like if someone, and if someone was a never Trumper, um, I think there's some honest never Trumpers, but I may be coming to the belief more that the never Trumpers and the establishment Democrats are really the same creature mm -hmm. and that what they're really into is just power. Yeah. They're not into either side. They're not into any real stands. Like, Here's the weirdest thing in the world. Bill Crystal, who used to be kind of seemed like a great guy and yeah. everything like that. And then he went nuts and like lost his mind yeah. and became like the hardest of hardcore never Trumpers. Mm -hmm. For some reason, he follows me on Twitter. And you're sure it's actually him and not just a. No, it's, it's, it's really him. And I'm like, <laughs> why do you follow me? That's so interesting. It's Man, so I, He must have made a mistake. But I thought maybe possibly. But he doesn't he follow read, a lot of people. Maybe he read one of your books. Well, don't. <laughs> Take a forget me now. <laughs> I know. Um, but like, why would someone like Brad Thor, he's not in the political realm. He's an author. So why would he really, is it, is it just more that he got convinced by, by the. I think that he is Mormon. Oh, uh -huh. and I think the Mormons have the very <laughs> strong moral code that I admire. Uh -huh. I have a lot of Mormon friends and, and I think I have a lot of rational, reasonable, moral friends, Mormon mm -hmm. friends. And I think initially they sat Trump out. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I noticed the second time around they were in on Trump yeah. and they now kind of hate Romney. I mean, yeah, that's just a general survey. It's generalization sociology. I know you could go find an example, but, um, the problem with celebrity is that when you plant a flag, your ego and your pride gets in there mm, and it's it. very hard to walk that back. Now, there's a guy who plays the Hulk in the Avengers movie and he has been the biggest jerk. There's a Karen right there that has been giving you and I a problem. Look at her. <laughs> and, um, this is Mark Ruffalo, right? Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Uh. And he's been the biggest jerk in the world and he's an SJW and he said all, and, but the other day he said something about Israel and then he walked it back. He actually got on 
And he apologized. And he said, hey, you know what? I didn't mean to equate them to this. That was wrong. Yeah. And I think that that man should actually be given props sure. for that. Because yeah. it's very hard for any of us to do on social media to admit that we're wrong or we, we, we've screwed up. Um, and I don't know that you should always do that because the mob kind of won't let you. But I, when I saw him kind of genuinely, honestly do it, I, I did give him, I'm not saying I'm on the Avengers train or I'm ever going to watch a movie or he's a great guy or uh, whatever, but I am going to notch the respect up just a tad because he at least had the courage of his convictions to kind of say, yeah, I went too far there. That was wrong. And I don't think there was any pressure on him too. Oh, because, okay. Cause that's what I was no, just about to the, ask. the point, the point, like, like okay. the, there's, there's no amount of animosity or meanness that you can do to the Jews. That's ever going to get in, you in trouble. Mm -hmm. In fact, if you look at what Gina Carano did, it's the opposite. Like yeah. if you actually say, you know, you should love your neighbors instead of turning them in like the Nazis did. Mm -hmm. They will then take that and say, you are, uh, you are an anti-Semite. Like, we want to fire you, even though you're the kind of best person on this show. Yeah. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's bizarro. That's bizarro land. You can never be mean enough to the Jews in bizarro world. So for him to like actually walk that back, um, I, there was a, you know, I, I'm going to give the man a little bit of credit there. Let's give Ben Stiller a little credit. I'm not necessarily going to break. I yeah. heard that about him. Yeah, Brent, he Ben Stiller, the same like thing. That. I'm not necessarily going to break when I see him crossing the road, <laughs> but I, I might tap it a little bit or honk before I hit him. <laughs> Is that wrong? Oh, that's funny. Some lady just got arrested, though. Remember for driving, coasting through. A, uh, a riot where people were kind of attacking her car and she barely coasted through and she just got arrested for that. That's crazy. If you make me feel threatened I know. and you make my wife scared, I would be scared if that happened. I am going to ruin you. Yeah. That's and what I don't, I, was like, I don't care about like, I'll go to Mexico. You won't catch me, but you're not going to do, you're not going to trap me like that. I know. No. Cause that would be really scary. I would truly be really scared if that happened to me and people were banging on our car and, and yeah, what? I'm not playing this game. They're, they're setting it up like, Oh, you know, Anifa can do whatever they want, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, maybe down the road, maybe in court, they get to do whatever they want, but on the road right there or whatever. No, it's, there's who says you're ever going to get to a jury trial if they mm -hmm. have their way for you, way with you. So it's better just to go for it and try to get yourself out of there. But nah, I'm not buying this. We have to be victimized and they don't have to. Weren't there like a few good states where they recently yeah. made a law where you actually kind of are allowed to do that in that situation, theoretically? There are, but yeah. then there are states like ours. We don't live in a good state, where, so it's not like yeah. we can expect that here. Where Antifa is a wild and protected noble creature from a rich and diverse civilization. And and you should let them destroy your property and burn down businesses and punch you in the face. And Speaking of, Portland's murder rate, I just saw I was up 800%. <laughs> but why would that be? Why would who, that, could who, who could have why foreseen that could why that would be? I know. You know, so, so the, those are the things that are going on. Um, you know, you know, uh, I don't know what'll happen with the restriction. It may go away or whatever. I'm going to keep knowing how I am. I'm going to keep pushing it to get restricted or whatever. I mean, <laughs> I don't mind getting thrown off of Facebook. I just have fun there anyways. I think people like my witty takes on life. I, I don't so. know, but if you're listening to this, like, just make sure to 
to be subscribed, you know, or get subscribed or whatever. You don't have to subscribe for the the money part, but you know, the insider stuff, even though I'm going to be dropping chapters of strange company and the new soda pop soldier novel and other short stories and some insider podcasts with Nicole and I, but at least get your email in there so that I can say, Hey, I've gone over to this social media platform where they're not jerks and, and we can have a conversation there. I'm going to do more threads here so that we can, I, I'm not saying it's going to be a social media platform, but we did do a thread once and everybody seemed to have fun jumping on there and talking about stuff and everything like that. So, so you can always do that here. And, and if, if eventually we get somebody to maybe like be a moderator or something like that, they can do daily threads and we can all interact here. I w- would like it if in some way, shape or form we could post memes hmm. because posting memes is what it's all about. Is there not a, you can't figure out a way to you do can't, that right You now? can't put in like pictures on oh, this. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, that's too bad. Well, the weird thing is though, you can put in the one, you can put in a picture on a podcast though. Right. But you can't put it in the comments. Yeah. You could make like a 10 second podcast where you're just like, hey, <laughs> just wanted to put out this meme so we could Yeah, but it doesn't it. even really show. It just shows oh. in the like, I mean, you could try. I don't okay. know. Like, but that's some thinking. I like that. You're, <laughs> you're working away around that. Yeah. Is that how you snuck out when you were 14 years old? You figured the got to the mall. Not that I did that, but yeah. you know, theoretically. Theoretically, <laughs> you. Well, they didn't say I could not go to the mall. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Your family loves to tell stories about the times when you were, you were strong-willed. Well, because people on this podcast probably don't believe that you are a strong-willed person. The proof of that is that my mom had <laughs> the book in her bookshelf by Dr. Dobson called. Raising the strong-willed child. And then the hilarious thing is, when I told you that, you said, my mom had that book <laughs> in her shelf, too. She did. And you were an only child, so we know, know it was for you. I'm pretty sure my mom actually hit me with that book, like physically. <laughs> when the book didn't work, she just started hitting me. That's funny. Yeah. That didn't happen to me. <laughs> no, but it happened to me. <laughs> well, apparently, if you were given sugar, you got a little nuts. Right? One time she one time she took a big wooden spoon and smacked me across the back of the legs with it. I did it. get spanked with a wooden spoon. And this was know. in the OP Five days, minutes. so it really hurt. Yeah. And I just grabbed it and snapped it and, and then just threw it to the floor. And I'm all, now what? <laughs> <laughs> but see, ours was always like a very official thing. Like it wasn't in the heat of the moment getting spanked. It was... You're going to have a spanking tonight when dad gets home. Mm. It was like a whole like ceremony, <laughs> you know, it wasn't like, how dare you smack? You know, it was like a thing. And then you had to kind of dread it all day. <laughs> and then, and like, knowing you and your, your guilt and shame that you have in life, like your, your constant anxiety. Yeah. I think it I must, it must've like, just kind of wrecked you. Sure. It, it kind of did. But then like, I think like my, uh, my parents felt bad about it later you know my dad was like I feel bad that we we spanked you guys when you were little and I was like don't feel bad it was fine like it was good for us so anyway I was like I told him not to feel feel bad I'm not like uh damaged by it or anything it's good to have no uh, consequences and stuff like that I needed consequences because I actually learned from consequences yeah you know and I'm like "Mm, yeah I don't want that to happen again I'm not gonna do that yeah so so we um, we added some publishing advice on the last pod- podcast because some of you actually listen to this podcast not to hear all my bizarre weird takes on society and the mass and 
Tiffany Dover, who we still have not heard from. Mm-hmm. I tried to join a Tiffany Dover Facebook group, and they have not responded to my request. And it's been almost a week now. So mm-hmm. that's the Tiffany Dover update. Tiffany Dover still seems to be dead for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. Intents and purposes. Irregardless. <laughs> Dead Regar- until proven alive. Dead until proven having a pulse. Mm-hmm. Like I said, if um, by the way, if she had died, is not a word. Irregardless, <laughs> we're is not, yeah, we were just joking about that. But if she had died, would like this is a question to anybody who's had the vaccine. If that nurse had died that day, right on camera, would you have gotten the vaccine? And I think the answer is no. There's some people who would be contrarian. But I don't think you could watch someone on TV get a vaccine and then think you're going to go and die and then think you're going to go get someone it. Someone young and healthy, especially, yeah. you know, like that's that's more like, whoa, I think I think the family all got paid off. Mm-hmm. College education. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, th- I mean, that. see, I'm the nice guy. I'm always Mr. Honey and Sugar. But, you know, no, they could like they could. I mean, the mob does that. They come in and threaten people and say, you know, we're not going to even pay you any money or anything. We're just going to end you. I think they did probably a combination. Yeah, I'm sure that there was some goods and prizes, but I'm sure that there was some threats. I think there had to be threats because, I mean, if you lost your loved one, I don't think money, a bribe would be enough. Like, yeah. But if they threatened you. That could potentially do it, you know. Supposedly, like in the FBI, and like that guy who was the UPS driver who had all the Dominion votes, and he said that they were labeled and everything like that. Mm-hmm. They they bring in these people that convince you. They're like convincers. They're like interrogators, but really, they're there to sell you like the story. That was a. I thought that was a postal worker, wasn't it? Not to Same. argue. Okay. Same. Just making UPS. sure. UPS. Okay. They all deliver stuff, just right? Just making sure. Yeah, unless I just thought maybe you were thinking of a different one. I didn't say, like, oncologist. Right. No, I just wondered if that was a different one that I forgot about. No. Right. But they have these people that come in and convince you. And, and mm-hmm. they're really, like, they're good at, like, they're, you know, pro-negotiators. And they're mm-hmm. good at, like, and I'm sure, like, if you're some sort of normal person, like she was married to some normal dude mm-hmm. and you have, yeah, you Dustin. have a Dustin and you have a normal family. Like what chance are you going to stand against somebody, some clinical psychologist who has a degree in master manipulation, mm-hmm. you know, all these, and then also, you know, accountants or whatever, you know, sitting there, you know, making you, you know, we're going to write you a check now and it's easy street for the rest of your life. And here's what you got to do. And then there's a lawyer in there to scare the hell out of you with the agreement that you're signing. And then on top of that, there's there's a federal agent in there who waits till everybody's gone. And then he turns off the mic and then he tells you what's really going to happen to you if you mess up. Exactly. So, yeah, of course, people could be convinced to 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 keep that lie going. I think so. So that original that thread just started out. We were going to do some more publishing advice today. Because yeah, people seem to enjoy that. For sure. If you enjoy the publishing advice more than the conspiracy theories, just let us know in the comments and we'll do more conspiracy theories. <laughs> um, I think you were going to talk about how to develop a platform. Okay. Um, a platform, you'll hear that a lot in sort of like uh, writer workshop, marketing, uh, how to get rich and quit your job, psychobabble. And all that a platform is, is it's, it's how you communicate with your readers. You don't use social media to obtain readers. 
as in you're not going to find readers on social media. It's, it's, it really is a bad place. And we've talked about that in that podcast I did about how to write a book, but you don't want to find readers on social media because like you can really actually destroy the book's chance to grow within the Amazon algorithm. So you want to find pure readers who actually read the type of genre that you're actually publishing in. But what you use social media for is you use it. Boy, that is one blue suit. I know. It's like a that really guy red, said, bright royal That guy blue. said, like, hey, do you have a blue suit? And they're like, and they showed him like a navy suit. And he's like, no, I mean bluer. I mean, I mean like almost purple blue. And then I'm going to wear that around. <laughs> and they're like, well, no, but we it's can make you one. Yeah, that is a statement suit. So, um, what you can do, like what a platform is and why it's important is it allows you to curate the readers that you do acquire. You will have people who you don't know besides your mother or your friend from high school or whatever, um, or someone that you met on the internet. Like you will have just people that you don't know who find your book on Amazon. And then in the back matter, they find that you are on Facebook or some social media platform in some way, shape or form, and they will want to get to know you. And that can be a really great thing. And that can be the beginning of the relationship. And those people can become sort of your super readers that will go out and really proselytize your book and tell their friends. And they like the interaction with you. And I, I highly encourage all those things. I've, I've really enjoyed that experience. And that actually led me to um, the policy of readers over writers. So if you're a writer, I generally won't accept your friend friend request unless you know some crazy people. And, you know, like people who are, who get, you know, blacked, blocked by Facebook all the time, um, you know, like super red pilled people, because I found that the readers who come through those people are going to be the people who don't report you, who don't suddenly like push up their glasses and go, actually, you're a bigot. <laughs> That's usually what happens is new writer finds me through some interview. He follows me. He starts commenting on my posts. The comments turn like, you know, like he begins to first they ask me if I can help them with their book. And then I tell them, no, I can't because it's your book. And then they start to criticize me and criticize my views. And then before you know it, they're usually the ones informing on me, reporting me to Facebook, calling my publisher. They've joined the group. I think there's two or three groups of writers, two groups at the minimum of groups of writers that hate my guts. And they'll join, they'll, they'll find those people and then they'll have their little, I'm, I'm almost like, if you can get the pictures of it, I'm pretty sure there's a, we hate Nick Cole, you know, Facebook group out there. But, um, you, you want to use a platform to curate those readers and they will come to you organically through the links in the back of your book or just by looking you up on the Facebook. And so what that platform is, is it's three things. It's a website. So you go and you can do a WordPress website and you can make it yourself and you can put your book on there and there can buy, be a buy link and then there can be links to your social media and you could even do blog posts. And we all tell ourselves we're going to do blog posts when we make that. But you know what? You never do blog posts and blog posts are stupid. No one cares. No one's going to sit there and read a blog post. They just don't do it anymore. You could post memes or you could post like pictures or whatever, but blogs don't really work. Your website really should just be a static image of your book and your releases and they can click on it and they can go right to the Amazon page. You want as few clicks as possible so that they get right to the buy decision and they buy it. People will lose their way. They could say, I want to buy this book and they click on it. It takes them to another site. 
every every click is a chance to lose that sale. So you want to go right to that thing. So the first aspect of a platform is your website. And then the second aspect of a of your platform is an email list. And so what you want to have on that website is an email list sign up. You can go through MailerLite, MailChimp. You can use Substack like I'm using. Um, I like Substack a lot. If you're going to ask, it's it's got a lot of features and it's a lot of fun and it's easy to use and it captures email addresses and it lets me stay in touch with everybody and it lets me let it lets me connect with those super readers and genre readers and let them know about my next release. And if I can do that, I am most likely going to sell that book. So that's why that's important. That's why mail lists, mail lists are more important than mail lists are your most important marketing tool. And the purity of that email, don't just sign up and get a bunch of people who don't know you or whatever. Try to grow that email list organically from people that read your book. Don't use it as a fishing expedition. Don't go in with 35 other authors and try to get people to sign up to your mailing list. That doesn't work anymore. You really want everybody who buys your book to be on your email list. Everybody who buys your book and reads your book, you want them to be on your email list. And if you can do that, like if you can set that as a goal, you will experience a constant growth in your sales. So we've got the first two aspects of our platform. They're your website and then your email list. And then your third aspect is social media. Now, social media can totally kill your book sales. Like if you're like me and you just decide to be completely red pilled and all that kind of stuff, well, then all the lefties figure you out on social media and they hate your book and they show up and they pretend to read your books and you're all follow on books. And they say, I'll never read this author again. And yet they leave a one star review on every book you've ever written. And they tell everybody how awful you are, but that used to be a terrible thing and all that kind of stuff. But what we really learned from Hillary Clinton and Mitt Romney with a 47% comment is that you're actually only ever going to get 40% of the audience. And if you can do that, it's actually a good thing. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with letting your sort of politics or your beliefs hang out there instead of trying to get everybody, which you'll never get everybody. You'll actually refine your audience into like-minded people because those are the people that are most likely going to come and join your email. And so I think people used to discourage that a lot. I kind of encourage it now. Just be yourself and you'll find people like you. And those people will actually probably be the people that read and enjoy your book. And you'll probably have a lot less confrontation. It's the people who try to get everybody that kind of have problems because you're, you're eventually, you can say, I'm never going to have, I've seen like, I know one author and he just tries to be universally nice to everybody until you reach his hot button issue. And then he lets you know, and then 50% of the audience says, oh, hey, wait a minute. I thought, you know, whatever. And then they don't like you. And it doesn't matter right or left. It's just you have to know that you do have things. And I I, kind of only know one guy who, who just absolutely never wades in, in the culture, in the culture war. Sorry, burping a lot today. And, um, can you say who that is? I don't even know. No, I won't say, his name. Okay. but, but you know, but he's also like, and he does well, he does sales well and everything like that. But like at the end of the day, in some way, shape or form, because everything's so rabid, someone 
is going to come after you. So like, so, so I'm just saying, well, what were we going to ask? I mean, what we, I was going to agree because what we've seen with the left, let's say when everybody was, well, when all the lefties were posting a blank, you know, black screen on Instagram, the, like with lefties, if you don't do that, yeah, you're not, you're on the wrong side. Even if you just don't do anything and you don't. Once they moved it to silence is violence. Yeah. You know, like you now have to, you know, because that's where the left went. The right did not go there. And so this delineation Mm -hmm. can be made. Mm -hmm. But they went to now you have to openly support it or you're in support of the office. It's not enough to Mm -hmm. be racist. You have to be anti-racist. Which is actually racist. racist. (laughs) But, you know, they're now watching you and putting these loyalty oaths out there. Mm -hmm. So they're that that fabled middle ground it's really hard to do that because somewhere inside of you whether you choose it to admit it or not you have something that's going to make you go to social media and post on it and when you do you have to know that you're probably going to piss off 50 percent of your audience so why not just piss them off and be yourself and concentrate on growing the 50% that will stay with you. And the thing I've noticed when you do that, kind of you specifically, because I see your reviews, is a lot of times, because you're so specific on what you stand for and everything, a lot of times your bad reviews are actually good reviews for the type of audience that's going to like you and read your books anyway. As in, if they're like, this book is too right-wing or whatever, that's like, great. Thanks for helping me out because all the people that are going to like my book, that's going to be a plus for them. Yeah. Forgotten Ruin (laughs) and the Tyrus Rex series gets that a lot Mm -hmm. because this is too much war porn. And then there's the guys that are like, well, I like war porn (laughs) Exactly. and it just kind of converts them. So, you know, that's, those are, those are, that's something to consider about email lists. But the cool thing about email lists is it's between you and your, um, your reader. There's no corporate influence in between that. There's not Facebook telling you how many people you can reach. There's not Amazon telling you whether you can reach or not. Amazon knows who all your buyers are. They don't always let you have access to them. Their algorithm does weird stuff. Used to kind of used to do that, but now it's hit or miss. They don't always do it. So that's, that's the plus side of getting, you know, the email list, but we were actually on social media. So social media is just something that that first part about like, Hey, where you stand politically or what your narrative is or whatever you want to do your agenda. That's something to consider. It's very hard to be neutral on Facebook. And if you're neutral in this day and age, you're kind of nothing. I hate to say it, but you know, like people are pretty evoked right now. And so I don't know. It's, I don't know how you want to play that. You can figure it your own way. It kind of works for me just to be honest and be who I am and then let people find me. And then it also kind of selects out, weeds out the people who don't like me. So they go, oh my gosh, I looked at his post. I'm not going to read his book. Well, great. You're probably not going to give me a one star, Mm -hmm. you know, so, so that's cool. So those are things to consider. Um, Social media should link to your website should be in the links on your email list. Here's kind of, I use different social media things to do different things. Like my Instagram feed is just pictures and it's just nice stuff. And it's just pictures of single white Medusa and it's pictures of food or things that we do. And it's just not political. It's very oatmeal. It's just because I have that side. I like taking pictures and, and art- artistic stuff and experiences. And so that's like, if you just want to get to know me on that level, 
Twitter is kind of like a rage dump fire for me where I just like, I probably should even take off their writer because it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. you don't get sales on Twitter. No one cares. But Twitter is just where I sort of like flame the culture. Mm-hmm. So that just kind of gets that out. Um, Facebook is where I actually curate a lot of the readers who are kind of like me or, you know, like freedom, you know, religion, guns. I don't even say religion, but just kind of like, I I don't even know how to say that part, but you know, just, just sort of like common, normal, non SJW, non left wing, not even really right wing Republican or anything, just like freedom people, Uh you know, and cool people and people who are interested in sci-fi and stuff like that. And so like being on Facebook allows me to curate them and interact with them on a daily basis. And I like that. I enjoy that. Not to sell to them. Cause if you actually look at my Facebook posts, I don't post a lot of like buy this, it's out now or what I'll post it like, like a week after it comes out because I think social media ruins your book sales. And then I'll tell people, Oh, you know, I've worked on this book, but I'll see other writers. Like if they get a spec sketch for their cover, they're dropping that. Then they're dropping the next thing. You know, they do, they drop the cover. No one cares about the cover now because they've seen it five or six times. They lament about their writing career. Everything is about their writing career. Maybe some people dig that. I don't do do that a lot. I kind of just like be me on, on, on Facebook and then let people engage with that. And that's the third aspect of platform, which is just social media. And you'll just have to figure out your strategy for social media but social media and then your email list and then your website, that is what is meant by platform. And that is how you bring readers who read your book into communication with you. And that's all that a platform is for. It's just to establish a constant stream of communication between you and your readers that is as outside or has as little corporate influence as you can so that you can have direct communication with them so that Facebook doesn't do what they did to to me today, which is we're going to switch you off if you keep saying the truth, mm-hmm. you know, so that's what you use that that's any questions. No, I think you explained that really well. I learned some stuff. I think you, uh, laid it out really clearly. You know me, I'll tell you if like, mm, that's not clear if that doesn't make sense, but no, yeah. I think that really made sense. Yeah. I can't think of any other aspects to a platform. Like those are the main three, I think. Those are it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Good job. Yeah. What else? Um, well, I think, well, we're very sorry. We did not. We're going to do that. And we're going to do a lot of CrossFit and having fun and shooting guns. Mm-hmm. We're shooting guns tomorrow. Seeing some family. We'll make up yesterday's podcast by doing another Maybe what do, can we do one tomorrow? We can do one tomorrow. Okay. We could do one That'll Saturday. We it. could do one Sunday. We can do whatever, ever you guys like. We just love doing this. It's a lot of fun interacting and communicating with everybody. Again, if you haven't subscribed, uh, jump in now. Cause you're going to start getting strange company chapters and that will be pretty cool. Um, let us know what you think in the comments. Let us know what we're doing right. Let us know what we're doing wrong. That is the podcast.